Okay, welcome to the show today. Talking about gold and silver, precious metals, and pretty much continuing where we left off in one of my archival shows of recent note. Want to bring you up to date on gold, silver, precious metals. <clears throat> Walk through why buy gold, how to buy gold, about gold coins, why buy silver. How to buy silver, precious metals, gold prices, and silver prices. So, within the confines of the show today, as I said in the opening, we'll go about 30 to 40 minutes, <clears throat> and let's start out with gold price and some sort of an informal anthology, if you will, from like the years 2000. Up until waste, like the end of last calendar year, for instance, buy charts up and down. Gold still remains high. Silver, at the moment, is not in a downward spiral, but is down, but will most assuredly come back up. And in that vein, pun intended. <laughs> Why buy gold? Help protect your assets by purchasing gold and other precious metals. Gold has stood the test of time as a reliable store of wealth, especially in an unstable times. Through the history of times, I think we're in a pretty unstable situation as we speak. I think we'd all agree with that. In fact, the gold standard was based on tangible valuable and value. Arguably the same trusted value that gold, silver, platinum, and if you get deeper, bullion, palladium, copper. We'll talk about all of that. But here, gold and silver. Remember, a golden retirement, <clears throat> which I've talked a real lot about, because <laughs> I just achieved it as of last Friday at the time of this taping, on July twenty-eighth. So now, in retirement, using my quotation fingers in studio, I'll never be fully retired, but I'm retired. No more fiat jobs. Subject that we're also talking about. There may be many non-fiat jobs for all of us soon. I get out while the timing was good. Remember, a golden retirement starts with gold. Some experts say you should. Guard against today's volatile economic environment by diversifying your retirement and savings nest egg, if you have one, with gold and other precious metals, to include silver. <laughs> and some reasons that you should consider including gold and other precious metals in your assets holdings. Just in the course of the 21st century, the price of gold has risen over 500 percent as of March 21st. 2022. This year, I don't know what's that. Four months ago, right? <laughs> While the purchasing dollar and the power of the dollar has declined by more than 30 percent just in that same interval, and boy, is it going down, down, down. The dollar might be worth five cents to a penny as we speak. It's ringing the sponge. It's definitely dying. 
And stay tuned before the end of the calendar year. We'll talk about what's around the proverbial corner. In my humble opinion, it's going to be a mirror of Sri Lanka monetary system that's in play as we speak, and probably <clears throat> other factions from the Far East, based on the same. Controlled monetary system. Biden bucks. So, just in the course of the 21st century, the price of gold has risen over 500 percent as of March 21st, 2022, while the purchasing power of the dollar has declined by more than 30 percent in the same time frame. During inflation, currencies can lose value, while precious metals have historically retained value. Gold bullion, for one. Is often seen as a potential hedge against inflation.、It、most assuredly, is. We've talked about that. That's why countries, excluding our own, have gold and silver as a reserve. The value of precious metals is recognized across most cultures and geographies, making it essentially a borderless currency. Help to potentially protect your assets from economic crises like the dying fiat dollar, like the many currencies that have been past tense based on fiat. If all fails, the list is growing. Pesos, Bolivia, Cougarans—it's on and on and on and on it goes. Any fiat-based currency system has failed. <laughs> This one is. Destined for the same. So, what do you do to help yourself make smart decisions about obtaining precious metal products and about building diverse asset holdings? We at the Coolest Coin Collectors Club, aka Seven K, have a very viable way that many people. That are not only seeking to protect their assets with the smart money wallet aspect, but are into the coin collecting aspect of it, stack and sell, all the beneficial attributes. Those that are in it to pursue an income stream, <laughs> the success is through the roof. Case in point, my sponsor, Seth Leaf Brzezinski, has won. All subjects that I've talked about archivally. Why I sought Seth out of my own volition when I heard him interview Dr. Christian Northrup, and they both speak so eloquently to this impending crisis and how gold, silver, and precious metals has not only influenced their lives as we speak, and many, many more. So the historically rising price of gold. When President Nixon moved the United States off the gold standard officially, once and for all, in 1971, and introduced the fiat financial system, the price for one ounce of pure gold then was a mere thirty-five dollars. In the half century since that time, the price of gold has risen to over eighteen hundred dollars per troy ounce. As of December 2021, more so still in the now subsequent, but 
eight months most of 2022. While it may not retain the same torrid pace of appreciation over the next half century, no one can predict that. Nostradamus or the world as it spins forward on its axis. This is a great way to hedge what are going to be very turbulent waters to navigate, for sure. The fundamental appeal of gold prices throughout history is that they are expected to retain some value. They always do, even while other assets, economies, and nations may suffer around them. In many people's eyes, gold is relatively stable. It's reliable, and if you don't already have some in your holdings, maybe you should consider it now. It's my next consideration. I've concentrated on silver. My next move is diversification. We'll talk about that. Gold has stood the test of time as one of the world's most valuable assets. There's many independent and many suppliers. We can find all the statistical data. I've talked about it archivally, and it certainly is available with your free website at the Coolest Coin Collector Clubs, aka Seven K. If you choose one of the two membership subscriptions, the standard or the premium. Ways to buy gold: bullion bars or one bullion coins, numismatic or premium coins. These coins are valued by collectability, rarity, artistry, condition, age, and limited mintage, in addition to the value of the content metal. Bullion coins are struck from gold or other precious metals and are sold with a markup for coin design and known provenance. They are valued by weight and are usually legal tender in whatever country they are minted in. Bullion bars, bullion is gold in bulk form and/or silver, which we'll get to, and regularly traded on major markets. How to buy gold? Many ways. Educate yourself about the time-tested value of precious metals and the potential benefits of having them in your holdings or collection. Offer high-quality coins of your own. Jump on board with the free training, the webinars, the seminars, which we're also going to highlight here. Join with your respective teams. Mine most assuredly, if and where the shoes fit, and helpful information that can put you at ease and make you feel more confident about your choices. We'd love to introduce you to precious metals and precious metal products, simply under the guise of marketing and simple as one, two. Three, which we're going to revisit again in today's show momentarily after this 10-second break, and when we come back, we'll recap the program and also take a look at silver. Bye-bye, silver. In 10 seconds, I'll tell you why. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back. Okay, here's some interesting factoids. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for being there. Warren Buffett talked about him a lot on owning multi-level marketing companies and these two factions, which they are that I talk a lot about. He owns several multi-level marketing companies, and he's 
often stated how it's one of the best investments he's ever made. But here's a factoid when it comes to building generational wealth: Warren Buffett funded a two billion dollar fund and foundation for each of his children. Gloria Vanderbilt received a trust worth thirty-six million when she was just fifteen months old, way back in the day. There are plenty of famous stories about one generation leaving a notable fortune to the next. What gets less attention is the average person and how they accumulate wealth, saving what they can when they can, hoping to pass along something from an inheritance that amounts to whatever—a first home down payment, a college tuition, posterity, posterity. Why any of us do anything? Most assuredly, while I'm doing it, about my granddaughter Ada. It helps a young person start out with less debt. We're trying to leave a legacy, legacy, truly and figuratively, but in reality, for sure, it's definitely worth learning how to build generational wealth. It's the precipice where we are. However, you choose to do so. The issue is here. Whatever that looks like to you, the steps of trying to attain, maintain, and build a financial legacy. As far as inheritance, depending on what statistical data, and as far as cumulative deaths of the rich, the famous, somewhere's in between, blah 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 blah. So the median inheritance is basically, where applicable, about fifty-five thousand dollars. Parents pay just under half of college costs in most instances, if not more, for their college educations for their children. And then, if it mushrooms out, their grandchildren, etc., etc., etc. Almost half of all parents help their adult children financially, most assuredly during this pandemic, as we've all tried to help each other and continue to do so. The premise of the show. Those examples of leaving money after you die, investing in a college education, assisting during tough times. All of it—food, gas, necessities, housing, raw materials, medicines—all the ways people ensure a financial legacy. There are also examples of how each financial legacy looks different and may come at different times. We all quickly default to passing access and assets as a legacy, but it's not just that. Through this, with a financial advisor in my so-called portfolio, when I just retired, it's why I haven't contributed in over six years. I just paid attention. We'll get to that. So I don't have a 401 by choice to have lost all kinds of money and having it diversified with, you know, overseas stocks and all of that. I did several years ago. I decided to take it out and put it into my then business, as I had always done before, way back in 1995 when I had a Fortune 500 whatever portfolio and the Big Five and all that crazy stuff, and did the same thing. Cashed out, left corporate bullshit, bought my Freudian slip, and went on my own. 
We all quickly default to passing assets as, as a legacy. What if your legacy ex- is experiences? What are they with your family? You have one kid, ten kids, no kids. You're responsible for your parents. What's your demographics? What's your dynamics? What if your legacy is experiencing and experience says? I would assume it is with your family. Whatever that dynamic plays out, then the challenge becomes figuring out how you can use your money to create a living legacy. The first step may be to decide what you're going to do to pass along to the next generation, and then to talk about it, explore it, edify. The conversation doesn't have to be purely financial. Perhaps it's about helping future generations with money while you're alive. Most assuredly, that's my motivating factor at age 68. My granddaughter in a few short weeks, being a sophomore in high school, I gotta hang around. I feel as though, and I'm working on trying to leave her something. Well, I am alive. You know, you can maybe leave a car or a house if you're positioned to do so after you dead, you know, die. That's an asset, but who knows about economy, interest rates, all of that? In those forms of leaving the asset, which is great, but the posterity, the inherited person, the whoever inherits whatever, if it's formalized through a will and all of that, talk about the legacy with the next generation. That's what I've been trying to do forever. Certainly, 14 years one-on-one with my own granddaughter, soon to be 15 this October. You may have been fortunate enough to take your family on vacations, pay for a portion of college, eliminate all your debt during your lifetime, whatever your demographics are, wherever you're at. Those are no small accomplishments for sure. Pat yourself on the back, but what do you do moving forward? If you're the first generation that's been able to build wealth, you're demonstrating your values and instilling them in others by example. Perhaps you've also decided you want to leave money to a charity. Be open with your loved ones about your wishes, if indeed that's a part of your will or whatever, and get it clearly defined, so that they understand your decisions and can help you make. Them happen after you're long gone, and whatever. Far too often we act as if our lifetime is infinite, when most assuredly it is not. Subject hitting real close to home in the navigational waters of my own personal life. All this death and gloom and doom, and it's yep, it's affected my own family tree, for sure. <laughs> Business associates, friends. I've talked about it at other shows. Almost everybody of my age bracket that I knew, business or otherwise, is either no longer with us, and I hate to say it, in all forms of incapacitation to include totally, or retired and and God bless them and don't want to be bothered or found. And kudos to those wherever that may be. Far too often we act as if again lifetime is infinite. It is not. That's why it's important to have these conversations early and often, and get the mindset and change the mindset that we've been brainwashed for decades. When you have to do it this way, or this is the traditional way, or this is what is good. 
all the old foibles that you should be ashamed if you've accrued wealth or whatever. Not if it's legitimate. You should be damn proud and broadcast it. That's not braggadocious. It's not arrogant. Unless you make it that way. But there's nothing wrong with professing your accomplishments, especially if you rolled your sleeves up and did the damn hard work to accomplish getting there, which takes years. There's no magic genie. There's no magic trick. There's no leprechaun jumping out of the woods to include this one. But this is stability. Integrate your financial legacy goals into your yearly budget and your long-term financial plan. Say that you want to budget for whatever you pick it. You want to remodel your house, get a new car, the lawnmower needs fixing. I just replaced the dryer. Whatever, whatever goes on in our day-to-day lives, my car needs to be fixed. Certainly, my teeth and my eyes. Those are all aspirations, and yeah, I'm gonna do that. We'll talk about all of that. But say that you want to budget for I don't know, a kitchen. Just as an example, you pick it. In a year or two. You're probably already thinking about what it might cost and how you might save for the project,、uh, especially with the interest rates rising and the fiat dollar definitely declining. At but it's dead, man. That sponge is wrung out. It's dead, and it's going to follow the path of all economies that are based and have been on fiat dollars in their respective companies. Countries, excuse me. They're gone. They're dead. All those forms of money. Now, in the way of collectibles, we'll talk about that too. Those currencies are worth a lot of money because of their value in collectability. If you become part of this whole ball game, and that's your driving force. Ultimately, it's not just thinking about it, but taking action, like anything in life. It can be hard. You think it's hard? You think it's hard? Damn right. But that's the difference between a dream and reality. To be real, you have to make it concrete. Protect your legacy. If you do intend to leave something, if you're of that age, or if you're 21 and you're doing your will, and you you know you're gonna someday leave somebody something, wherever you are, age isn't the predicating factor. We are in the home stretch of the marathon, so. You know, we need to get our affairs literally and figuratively in order quick if they aren't already. This is all legal, legit, above or more documented, provable. If you care to take the time to prove it, we encourage that. We encourage that. Complete your progression of investing a short amount of time if you choose to do so. To enrich your family, your family's future, your family's health and wealth, isn't it worth the time invested? You simply walk away in the same position that you're in presently, if for whatever reason it isn't your cup of tea. We'll be right back and wrap this episode up for today. Taking a little bit more look in closing about precious metals. We'll be right back. Thanks for staying with us.